Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a man who would never take advantage of kind taxi driver Myron Feisberg, my honorable friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm coming off a concert I had before. I was performing tonight, so a little tired, but super happy to podcast. And no, cabbies are a vital part of the New York ecosystem, so we need those guys. Even in 2022? I assume they'll, they'll probably be replaced by a robot soon if they haven't already, but it's, it's a certain spice to New York City, so bring it on, Myron. Well, I thought that Peter was taking a full advantage of this guy's kindness. I don't remember this guy getting paid ever, and he went through quite a bit tonight. But we'll uh, we'll discuss that more. Unless you have anything else to say, we'll get right to that issue. I'm ready, James B. The Amazing Spider-Man 128, The Vulture Hangs High. Written by Jerry Conway, art by Ross Andrew, inked by F. Giacoa and D. Hunt. Spidey is falling from a perilous height thanks to the vulture. Thankfully, he managed to make a web net to catch himself. James B., you know how much I like web creation, so I was super happy to see this web net. But I feel strongly a different web creation he's made in the past would have helped him out here. Can you think of what it might be, James B.? Well, I thought he was going to make a web parachute. (laughs) That's right. It should have been a web parachute. (laughs) Has he forgotten? (laughs) Instead, he spent four panels shooting at the ground, and he made himself like a nice net like a fireman would put for you to jump on. He also seemed to have sprung off it and bounced because the next picture it says, hallelujah. And I've got a, I've got a question for you. <laughs> All right. You told me the other day that there's a word, like uh, an actual term for when you talk in third person. Do you remember what you told me it was? Uh, illism is the word we've used before. One who describes themselves when they're talking. Like at- On page three of this book, yes. there's a bit of illism. Uh-huh. He says at one point, he says, Parker, you must live right. That's what there is to it. That's illism, right? I would, yes, I would say so. You know, it would be like Eddie is reading the summary right now. He says, but you come up smelling like a rose. Spidey, I don't know how you do it, but I like it. I like it. I think it's because we talk about Spidey has a lot of exposition. He can't always be thinking, so he has to talk out loud. Uh, Speaking of uh, Spidey and Peter Parker, why don't you continue with the summary? Well, Peter returns to the lab where the vulture had recently tried to kill Christine, the young lab assistant, and bumps into Dr. Shallot. After leaving the lab, Peter continues to snoop into Christine's background and discovers her roommate was recently murdered by the vulture. His investigation eventually leads him to a ship named Dusseldorf, where Peter bumps into the vulture again and is chucked into the ocean. James B., I was struck at this moment because Peter decides to investigate as Peter, not as Spider-Man. What do you think? Is it better to investigate as Peter or Spider-Man under this circumstance? So... The vulture's going to pick him up later, right? Yeah. And try to throw him in the water. That would essentially kill him. Agree? I, I think that was the idea. Although... So what's... Im- ineffective. Yeah, what's important here is like... The, the book is very careful on when he's Peter and when he's Spider-Man. Uh, I'll reveal a little uh-huh. bit more of that later. But yes, I agree. He should have gone as Spider-Man. Especially because Spider-Man is the same one who went after Mouthpiece Moylan, didn't he? I don't, you know, you're going to have to help me there, James B. I'm missing something. Mouthpiece Moylan? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, how does he find the Dusseldorf? Doesn't he go and, and 
I'm looking at page 14 there. He he, he goes and talks to mouthpiece one. Yes, that is correct. And that's how he, <laughs> I see it now. <laughs> he's like, Spider-Man, what do you want? And he's like, hi, I want information, you know, blah, blah, blah. So if Spider-Man gets that information, why would Parker then be on the ship? So I have to agree with you here like this. You know, if you let me get to the end of this Scooby-Doo adventure, I'll explain why he was Peter Parker. Eventually, Peter finds MJ, who is willing to go to the police as a witness to the murder that the Vulture committed. But the Vulture attacks MJ, only to have Spider-Man save her. With some help from the cabbie, he gets MJ to safety and returns to the lab where Spidey finds the Vulture and force-feeds him an enzyme, which then transforms him back into Dr. Shallot. Peter proceeds to explain how he solved the mystery and berates Christine for neglecting to go to the police for help. So you you just read, Peter proceeds to explain how he solved the mystery. Yes. Do you know how he solved the mystery? A combination of realizing that the vulture said he was Peter in two different places. He, like when the, when the vulture saw Peter at the dock, he says, ah, oh, this is the second time you've been meddling in my business. And he shouldn't have known that, you know, because he was Dr. Shallot in the lab earlier, not the vulture. But that's why he had to be in Peter form for the book. Ah, uh, I see. So oh, if he had gone as Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't make any sense. So he had to catch him as the vulture had to catch Peter in Peter form because earlier Dr. Shallot had caught him. That's yes. why he had to go as Peter just to pull this Scooby-Doo. I would have got away for it. It wasn't for you kids. Yeah. Well, I do, I do take issue. I mean, this book is written like a like a crime mystery, and Peter is basically an investigative reporter, not so much a photographer here. But I, if if we're going to write a crime mystery in Peter Parker, I have a little trouble with Peter Parker not being discovered as Spider Man, <laughs> particularly when the Vulture picks up Peter and he refers to him as a Vulchi, something he said to him. <laughs> A couple of times already, and the way that Peter talks, his syntax is like exactly the same as Spider-Man. So, I, I mean, he should have he should have figured it out uh, that this is actually Spider-Man instead. So of I Parker. read this book, and then I waited a few days, and I read it again, and took out my pen to take notes. And as I reread it, my opinion of this book changed dramatically. Uh, this was like a five out of ten book, as Steve would say, when I first read it. But after my reread, uh-huh. I actually put this book way up around like an eight. At one point, he goes up to the janitor and he says, say, you're the janitor of this building, aren't you? And he goes, well, maybe you can tell me something. There's a girl living here. She's the roommate of Gloria Jenkins, the girl who was killed. And the guy's like, yeah, I know her and that roommate. They're OK. Funny, though. They were always trading clothes. Sometimes you didn't know which was which, you know. And he's like, thanks. That's it. The last piece of the puzzle. I know the answer's almost. And I'm like, oh, we're, we're reading Murder, She Wrote, right? Yes. I, this was not a terrible book for me, too. Kind of similar. I, you know, very well, I was not too happy with a, a couple of them recently. And I'm a little upset that the vulture has changed for, to someone else. Uh, but it, it it's a new take on Spider-Man and not a bad one. It's it's fine. I'm yeah, fine so with I don't, it. I don't it's, consider this so. the vulture. This is just someone who got a hold of the Vulture's costumes, did some organic mutation, and became, he became, (laughs) he's not the Vulture. He literally became a Vulture man because the wings were not part of his costume anymore. Yeah. Eddie, there's one, I had one more note that, I have a couple notes, but there's only one more I really want to talk about, Eddie. 
Sure. You like to talk more than me about Spider-Man web creations. I do. I'll give you just a moment to not embarrass yourself and talk about the Spider-Man web creation that you did not mention in this issue. Uh, is it when? Uh, I talked about the big one at the beginning. Go for it, James. We have too slow. <laughs> Eddie, Spider-Man makes a tent to hide Mary Jane in out of webbing. What? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Protected under a tent of Spider-Man's web. Oh, well, I totally missed that. Thank you, James B. Yeah, it's like she's, he made her like a little tent. Like he can lay in there. And then when the yeah. vulture bails, he like takes her out of it. He's, he throws her in the cab and he's like, uh, hey, uh, Peter Parker told me all about you, Mr. Feisberg. He said I could count on you. That would be Peter Parker, right? And he's like, sure thing, Spider-Man. Pleasantly surprised with this book. Again, I... Agreed. I like well, this one too. I did mention 129, but before we talk about that, why don't we slip in a quick sponsor? Let's hear it, James B. Eddie, it's summertime. You know what kids like to do in the summer, don't you? Uh, swim in a pool. I love summer. Um, Actually, I was thinking about summer learning. That's right. It's time to outshine your peers by learning while they waste time in a pool. Or if you had a lot of fun during the year, it's a chance to learn what you missed because you were fooling around. Listen, Dr. Clifton Shallot is now available to tutor your young one. This ESU professor recently had a schedule change and that benefits you. An expert on organic mutation and a graduate of the Latvian Academy of Sciences, Dr. Shallot will help you with your science studies and you'll be back on track to a bright future. Hey, if you're thinking, I'm too old for school, man. I already graduated. What's in it for me? Then maybe you would like to be an assistant to Dr. Shallot. A position has just become available there as well. Please contact Mouthpiece Moylan for more information or see their ad in Portable Restroom Operator Magazine. James B., you sell Dr. Shallot so well, and I'm so glad the Latvian Science Institute is putting out esteemed graduates. Um, but I, I would, I might describe him as kind of uh, of two minds, could we say? Maybe a little animalistic in his tutoring. All I hear is strong science uh, connected to nature. Uh, now, well, you, I can't argue with that. Would you consider guess, being but, um, an assistant you know. yourself, or is this something more like you want to send your daughters to get some summer learning? Wow, in? <laughs> wow. you know, um, you could do both. It'd be I'm kind of gonna, ambitious, but you, we could we could both work in the lab, kind of side by side. I that does sound enticing, but just think the money that you could make. It's just there, it comes with a lot of risk, I guess. Doctor Shallot doesn't seem to be the most stable of doctors um well you know that's it's your opinion of course he he seems successful uh he works at a you know works at a, a at a new york college uh, peter apparently took classes with him or someone did he you know um, yeah he's he's employed he's employed in wow Oh, you know, James B., you could, you're the only person that could sell Dr. Shallot this well. So uh, thank you for securing our sponsor. But I'm going to be hiding under a spider net instead of going to spider tent. Help spider tent. But yes. my daughter. A spider tent. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you don't have to use, you don't have to use every one of our sponsors as long as you respect them and uh, pedal boards for me. Hey, look what I have over here. It's a copy of issue 129. Yes, don't worry, it's a reprint. 
It's not the real one because 129 is an expensive issue, Eddie. That's because at the end of 128, it yes. says first appearance of the Jackal. And the, the first appearance of the Jackal is a very expensive Spider-Man book. It's true, you know. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what the full title is, James? Sure. The Amazing Spider-Man, issue 129, The Punisher Strikes Twice. Written by Jerry Conway, art by Ross Andrew, and inkers F. Giacoa and D. Hunt. The Punisher is blasting a statue of Spider-Man while an elated furry green jackal watches. The pair are out to kill Spider-Man. Thankfully, Spidey's bored. He casually breaks up an armed robbery. And I gotta stop here and say how much I like how the writers remind us that Spider-Man is a criminal. Did you see how they reminded us, James B? Um, Yeah, they reminded the reader of a lot in this book. I've never... I've never, I made a list of everything that appears in this book. And if you don't mind, real quick, I'll just give you a couple things that they told us just in 129 for sure. Great. Tell me about it. They let us know that Norman Osborn died, that Spider Man was to blame, that he has the proportional strength of a spider, that he can't expose his secret identity, that Harry is his roommate, who is the Green Goblin's son, and doesn't know, presumptively, you know, that um, the Green Goblin is his dad. That's uh-huh. all stuff that comes up just in this book. Wow. I I didn't think about how many things we were reminded of. I just was struck by how Spider-Man goes to break up the criminals here. And the the criminals say, relax, Bebo. From what I hear, he's as much of a crook as we are. We probably He probably just wants part of the take. And I'm like, dang, you know? I mean, that's a much more interesting way than to be like, the cops are after Spider-Man. They're flying a helicopter after him or they're taking pot shots. Well, they also say they heard about this guy in Detroit. Yes. Word on the street across the nation is that this guy's helping out criminals. So really, really fascinating. I double-checked that the the Jerry Conway was still writing this book. I'm like, is this like a completely different story? And who made this statue, Eddie? (laughs) I I was going to bring that up at the end. Uh, They're just... They're just stamping out Spider-Man statues from concrete, I guess, or plaster I, for the pleasure of the Punisher and Jackal. Yeah, I'm thinking that they made it. They're like, I'm going to make a statue of Spider-Man to practice yeah. shooting. I would love to be able to go over to, you know, big box store and pick up a couple of Spider-Man, full, full-size Spider-Man statues from my backyard. <laughs> I know we're spending a lot of time on this beginning, but just that first panel, splash page. A Spider-Man statue with its head being blown off by the Punisher, who's shooting it with a gun, while the Jackal, who looks kind of like some kind of naked monster goblin, is just sitting there saying, like, great job, Punisher. You know? And I'm like, what? 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 I mean, a minute ago I was solving a, a Scooby crime, and now I got this weird stuff going on. But It's a bizarre opening. And I know, once again, we're talking a lot, but the three silent panels are just... Some of my favorite. Do you see when Spider-Man changes back into Peter Parker? He's putting on his costume. No words. No thought bubbles. Puts on his shirt. And then he like puts his hands in front of his face. And he has this big goofy smile. And then he's walking through a door. And he goes, ah, the heck with it. Why does Peter Parker always have to be cheerful anyways? I I love these three panels. it's, it's It's such a strange book. But please, let's get through some more of the summary so we can talk more about it. All right. At the Bugle, Betty invites Peter to a Christmas party while Jonah chastises Peter for not bringing him pictures of the Punisher. As Spidey swings through the city, the Punisher takes a pot shot at him and they battle. 
the jackal ends up needing to help, and it appears Spidey falls to his death. Um, Spider-Man has a new power here. <laughs> Did you see it, James B.? <laughs> Um, I'm not sure which one it was. Please share with me. <laughs> I would consider this a new power. He is falling, and the narrator says he's been well. He's been slashed by the jackal in the back of the head, and apparently the jackal has some electro prods in his fingertips. And as he falls, the narrator says, "Fortunately for Spidey, the jackal has forgotten our hero's superhuman ability to block out pain." Since when does Spider-Man block out pain? I mean, I know he can fight through pain, but apparently it's it's a, an addition to his powers? I don't think so. I think that's just the same. I think they're just letting us know he's super strong. I think it's All just right. one I missed. I think it's another way of saying he can fight while he's got a broken arm. You know, like it's well, not a big deal for him. As quoted by the narrator forgotten our heroes a superhuman ability to block out pain yeah, okay. i i, I read that a little differently so all right perhaps you're right we'll we'll, we'll see a minor point but in- interesting nonetheless for me spidey makes it home where we see harry hiding from him in a very poor mental state <laughs> back at the jackal's headquarters the punisher is not happy the punisher lives by a code when he kills and the jackal didn't follow it when he killed spidey The Punisher leaves as the Jackal decides he no longer needs him. The Punisher goes to see the mechanic, but he finds him dead with Spider-Man standing over the body. They fight, and Spidey subdues the Punisher long enough to explain how he has been double-crossed. As Spidey takes the blame for another murder, the Jackal vows to kill Spider-Man. And we end. So, I think we have another Scooby-Doo mystery here. (laughs) <laughs> you are right. There's several mysterious things at the end. Like Peter's doing one of those like, you know, explanations like, listen, let me explain. Now that you're tied up for a moment, let's see if I can explain to you what happened. I haven't had to write it down to myself. I'm like, the Jackal has been trying to get the Punisher to kill Spider-Man. And then he's trying to frame the Punisher for a different murder that he caused. Yes. And like, you know, they have to explain it all to the reader. Why? Uh, why do you think the... Um, writer Jerry Conway has decided all of a sudden that every Spider-Man issue is going to be some sort of murder mystery. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know, but as stated before, I, I'm not super upset. I guess if every issue ends up like this, I'm gonna be it's gonna grow tiresome. Um, I guess I was more distracted by the Punisher in general, and I I thought this was a good introduction to the Punisher, particularly this little section where it talks about his code of murdering people. It's a weird code, Eddie. It is. Well, the, it, it, part of why it's weird and mysterious leads me to believe that this man is a weird and mysterious kind of man, because when they're in the headquarters, he backhand slaps the jackal big time, knocks him to the ground. And he says, if I'm ever to live with myself, I have to know I'm doing the right thing. And letting a man die by accident doesn't qualify. And that that just doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> it's it's dumb that he he wants to kill people who are bad, I think. That's okay. Yeah, That's his fine. mission is to to kill everyone in the underworld. That's what the newspaper headline says, too. Sure, about, sure. About That's fine. Punisher. I'm okay with that. But then he he doesn't want Spider-Man to die by getting pushed off a roof or something. He wants to, like a clean shot kill. 
well, I guess I read into it a little bit more. Like okay. he, I read in once again a little bit of interpretation here, but I read into it as he wants to capture Spider-Man, explain why he's killing him, and make sure he understands why you know why spider-man understands that he's a bad guy and that's why he must die he can't he's not just like throw him off a cliff or like shoot him with a gun i guess that's how i interpreted this part so i didn't get that from this i think that's a nice explanation but i didn't get enough information here to let me believe (laughs) that that's it i mean the jackal agrees with us too he thinks in his head pitiful fool (laughs) Jeez, jackal this, this guy's helping you Frank Frank Castle's lines are just he's got one one panel at the top maybe around the fifth or sixth page and it says you're all alike using whatever means to get control of the public drugs gambling loan shark operations some of it legitimate but all of it evil sometimes I wonder if that evil's rubbed off on me and I'm like okay you know and then he's getting ready to shoot him I'm like well what what and then he's like oh no the jackal pushed you off the roof and he's like so mad at the jackal i'm like well you were gonna kill him like what's the difference like i don't get it he didn't, and he didn't he was judge jury execution without an explanation there eddie ah uh, it's it's true but I, I, kind of the same as harry osborne is having whatever mental problems he's having where he's of two minds it appears or he can't like trust anyone um it feels like the Punisher is torn inside, and it was a fascinating introduction for me, although it doesn't make a whole ton of sense, so. <laughs> All right, well, let's, I'll give you a chance to talk about one thing about either book, and then we got to wrap things up. I, I don't have anything left. That was all of my things. I got all of them in. I'm really all right. surprised. Well, I, I had have a lot of stuff. I have so. one. Okay, after the Punisher... Um, gets upset at the jackal when he throws him off the roof there and all that stuff. And yeah. he finds, uh, Spider-Man finds a gun. Yes. And he's like, this is the gun that's going to lead me to the <laughs> thing. But the, the panel after that says, before he can follow up on the maker of the strange spear gun, there's one small problem our wall-crawling friend must attend to first. He says, my head feels like he singed it with a hot torch. Say, that reminds me, Johnny Storm said he'd have the Spider-Mobile ready today. <laughs> Eddie, two things I wanted to bring up there. One, in the middle of a battle, in the middle of this crisis, he's once again stopping to think about his car and the cash out. And secondly, Eddie, he said, singe it with a hot torch and then goes, say, that reminds me. Eddie, that's a segue. That's a segue. Better than my segue. Better than any segue you attempted this whole podcast. And on that note, I think it's time to wrap things up. Um, how can people uh, send us emails to tell us uh, how great our podcast has been this last week or so? I'm going to stop the presses right there because we do have an email. And I I just want to thank Caleb for writing in and saying, just wanted to let you know how much I've been enjoying this podcast. I've been binging from the beginning. Still not caught up, but it's been fun to relive these comics with you guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Caleb. I- very much for sending us an email and anybody else can write to us anytime at let's read spider-man at gmail.com or you can find us on twitter at let's read spidey and you never find emails before me i'm so excited that's so great <laughs> it's true surprise for you james b and caleb by the time you catch up with this one wow i can't believe you started at the beginning have i told you people say to me hey you have a podcast where should i start i'm always like uh 
65, maybe <laughs> I mean, like 30. 65 episodes. <laughs> I never tell people so at the beginning. I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassed the first episodes. But you know what? It's it's the story. And the books were kind of raw in the beginning. I guess we were too. I'm James B. here with Eddie. And remember, listeners, next time your friend and you are going to sit down and watch Murder, She Wrote or Aurora Tea Garden or Matlock, <laughs> Or some other great mystery show. You could just read Spider-Man 128 or 129 instead. Goodbye. Goodbye. The Jackal is a weird character. He's got like, a, that's not a costume, is it? I thought it was. I thought like there was some kind of weird Harry Osborne thing going on. But I mean, it's like a mutant species or something, right? It doesn't. It's. I mean, it could be a costume because we don't there, know. But there's so much mutation going on and like cyborg going on right now in Spider-Man. And like the Punisher's out killing the mob, and then he's like, how's how's he hook up with the Jackal? So much story we didn't get here. Eddie, did you see that Spidey complains? twice about air pollution in these books i did see that but it's it affects him a lot because he's swinging up so high he's getting the most pollution out of anybody so yeah, but, but he's talking about it because it must be something going on in the 1970s it must be a true topic it's, this is our psa we haven't had one in a while do you have steve's rating on this no i can look it up though all right look him up steve you're gonna need to get us new ratings soon i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna steve's go ratings. i'm gonna go eight and seven 128 and one, wait, where's 128 and 129? Both sevens from Steve. Yeah, well, it's because I know 128 takes a second read. Ooh, ooh, it's not looking good for the future. <laughs> <laughs>